Welcome to Friends in Prison. I'm Claire Aronson, and I have 29 friends in prison. I've been writing to pen pals for about a year now. It doesn't make me an expert. I don't have any formal education or professional training in corrections, but I can share my personal experience and some tips for writing to prisoners and keeping yourself safe at the same time. Every prison, penitentiary, camp, or correctional institute has its own set of rules. So when you find a pen pal, and we'll talk another time about how to find the right pen pal for you, you could research their individual rules. I have a little bit different method because I have so many pen pals in different places across the U.S. I start with a white piece of paper, copy paper or loose leaf paper, and a black ballpoint pen. I did use a Papermate ink flare felt tip pen, and the letter was rejected by one institution because it looked like a marker, and markers are not allowed at that facility. On a side note, the first time that I got a rejection notice, I was super paranoid. I was anxious. I didn't want to break the rules at a prison, and I don't want to get my pen pal in trouble because of me. You may get a rejection letter. It's okay. It's a notice that they have a rule against something. Just make a note of it, and in this case, use a different pen. On your white paper, put your name and address in the upper left-hand corner. I put my address on every single letter, not just the first one that I write to my pen pal. You never know if they're going to be moved to the shoe or moved to a different cell, if they don't have access to their old letters, or if they were somehow destroyed or they spilled something on the letters and it's illegible. If you put the address in every single letter, they will always be able to write back to you. They may or may not get the envelope that you send, so put it in the body of the letter. Put your pen pal's name and address in the upper right-hand corner. You'll want to use the full legal name. If they've given you a nickname or they use their middle name, that's fine. You can use that throughout the letter, but on the envelope and in the upper right-hand corner, put their full legal name and their inmate number. You will definitely get that when you get connected to a pen pal. In your first letter, you can ask, what are the rules at your facility? Can you send a self-addressed stamped envelope? An S-A-S-E, I like to call it a sasse. Some of your pen pals will say no thanks. They have their own means of income. They have a stash of stamps. They have a job where they are. Um, so they don't need you to send stamps. Um, some people cannot accept self-addressed stamped envelopes. I have two pen pals and their prisons use a middleman to photocopy all incoming mail. So if you do send a self-addressed stamped envelope, a sasse, it's just going to get photocopied. And a photocopy of a self-addressed stamped envelope isn't going to do anybody any good. I have one pen pal who apologized for not writing sooner. She said she was out of stamps. So I wrote and said, can I send a sasse? And I put one in the envelope. I mean, why waste time? What's the worst thing that's going to happen? The mailroom is going to confiscate the envelope and return it with a rejection letter. And that is what happened. I did get a rejection letter, but it came with an explanation saying that she could receive metered mail. She didn't even know that. So whenever I go to the post office, I get some metered envelopes and postcards. They're just a scotch more expensive than a stamp, but they do include the envelope or the postcard. I put one of each in every letter to her so that she can write me back and write her daughter. I ask all the time if I can send photos. I only have one pen pal who cannot accept photos. Why do I ask about photos? 
all of my pen pals tell me that they love photos, along with letters and jokes. That's one of their favorite things to receive, and it is one of the few things that you can send back and forth. Photography is one of my hobbies, so I send photos of wildlife, flowers, sunset, nature paths, the beach, my dog, funny signs, anything funny, my dying sod. Uh, some people will print out memes. You can just anything that that you would love to see. Um, some piece of art, even if it's just I saw this interesting cloud in the sky. You know,、um, sometimes it's interesting to me when you can see the moon in the daylight. So I take a picture of it and I send it to my pen pals. Most places、uh, don't accept anything larger than a four by six, so that's what I send four by sixes. I think you already know this, but no nudity, no sexually suggestive photographs, no hand gestures or tattoos that might have gang affiliation. I only mail what will fit with one first-class stamp. I have a small scale. So I just keep adding photos until it weighs exactly one ounce. Usually, that's an envelope, one piece of paper, and four or five photos. But some of my pen pals have said that they have a ten photo per envelope limit. Don't send any greeting cards. No colored stationery. No staples. No paper clips. Marker, crayon, glitter, glue, stickers, lipstick, perfume. No drawings or markings that could be mistaken for code. Do not send cash or checks. I really appreciate the envelopes that my friend Juan sends from Mule Creek State Prison. These have an explanation on the back of every single envelope what is and is not allowed in the prison. They say,、uh, "I'll just go ahead and read it to you: No padded envelopes or cardboard containers." No cardstock, sketch pads, construction paper, or colored paper. No musical greeting cards, videos, CDs, or cassette tapes. No cash, pens, pencils, or markers. No identification cards, credit cards, bank cards, phone cards, etc. No Polaroid photographs, negatives, slides, or photo albums. Photos depicting drugs and/or drug paraphernalia. Photos, drawings, magazine articles, and/or pictorials displaying frontal nudity of either gender will not be allowed. Nothing that depicts or displays sexual penetration or sexual acts will be allowed. No gang-affiliated material, hand gestures, or signs. No clothing, food, hard plastic, metal, wood items, magnets, rubber, stickers, glue, or glitter. No tattoo patterns or tracing patterns. No jewelry of any kind. No, it says mail containing any unknown substance, powder, liquid, or solid. No lipstick, perfume, cologne, or scent of any kind. Anything deemed a threat to the safety or security of the institution, or any correspondence deemed circumvent. Sorry. Circumventation of mail policies and procedures. Well, I didn't realize there was going to be a word in there. I wouldn't be able to pronounce. Sorry about that. No mail that does not have a full. Return address. Authorized items within inmate mail include: incoming mail must weigh less than 13 ounces, 40 postage stamps or pre-stamped envelopes, letters, greeting cards. Now, earlier it said no musical greeting cards, and a lot of places will say no greeting cards, but this particular one does allow regular greeting cards. 
Uh, you may send photographs, but no larger than 8 by 10. As I said, that's unusual. I see a lot of places that say no, nothing larger than 4 by 6. You can send checks or money order with the inmate's name and CDCR number. You may send writing paper, white, yellow, lined only. Publications, books, magazines, newspapers must come directly from the vendor. For funds to be demailed directly to an inmate's account, you can send those through JPay or call this number. And we'll talk a little bit more about that, why don't we? There are legitimate reasons that an inmate would need large sums of money like, you know, their legal defense. If they're mounting some sort of an appeal, it makes sense that they would need thousands of dollars. There's no way for me to tell if you have a legitimate reason or not. It's not my reason for writing. I am a pen pal. As such, it's reasonable to want to send money to pay for stamps, not for a legal defense. I can send my pen pal money for a birthday gift, for example. $10 Per year is a nice gift. It's money that can be used for hygiene items, for stamps and stationery, for snacks. $10 will go a long way in the commissary, and my pen pals have been very grateful. I've sent $10 to only three pen pals. Um, I've sent books to maybe four other pen pals. Just like um, the one I was just reading to you from Mule Creek State Prison, you need to send the book directly from the vendor. You can use Amazon or Barnes & Noble a lot of times. I ordered used books from Amazon, even with the shipping. It was only $5. And when my friends finish the book, they can share it with other people on the unit. If you do want to send money, you might be able to use Western Union, MoneyGram, or JPay. Uh, that's J, the letter J, P-A-Y. I know that your pen pal will be happy to explain how you can add money to their commissary. Another tip that wasn't listed, do not contact someone else for your pen pal. The person that they're wanting to contact through you could be a gang member, a co-defendant, a past victim or a current victim <clears throat> of a scam, someone that your pen pal is forbidden to be in contact with. So again, you don't want to break the prison rules. You don't want to get your pen pal in trouble. So just avoid that. It's nothing that I've ever come into contact with. I've been doing this, like I said, with 29 pen pals for 14, 15 months. No one has ever asked me to contact somebody else for them. Those are just some of the rules to remember when writing to an inmate, but you may want to go one step further and protect yourself. When I decided that I wanted to write to pen pals in prison, I was going to use my own name and my home address. And you may be getting to know me a little bit. I like to talk. So before I started writing, I started talking. And my best friend and Marie and I Marie and I are going back and forth about this, and she wants to know, <clears throat> why not just use a pseudonym and a post office box if you're going to be writing to people who are incarcerated? I didn't want to use a fake name. I didn't want to use what would look like a fake address because I think it's a little dishonest. It's getting off on the wrong foot, and I felt like... 
You know how there are these people who say, of course, when you get out of prison, when you are done paying your debt to society, you should be welcomed back with open arms. You should be, you know, in our, um, you should be in a home. You should be able to get a job. You should be working just like all the rest of us. You should be able to find a halfway house that will help you to transition back in society. Of course you should, but not in my neighborhood. Of course you should get a job, but not in my place of business. So I wanted to start a friendship. I wanted to start off on the wrong foot. I wanted to say, I trust you. I believe in you. I want to welcome you into my neighborhood, so to speak. Marie might be, okay, she is. She's smarter than I am. So she said, look, when you give someone a pseudonym, you're not impeding anything as far as their progress. They're still going to have a pen pal. They're still going to build a relationship with you. It is like welcoming them into your neighborhood. Yes, build the halfway house right next to my house. But let them know we're going to have cameras. We have a neighborhood watch. We lock our doors. I can offer you a job in my business, but if you are someone who has been convicted of embezzling money, then I want you to know that I understand you were tempted in the past, and I'm not going to put you in charge of the cash box. I'm not going to ask you to be my accountant because I want to keep you away from that temptation. She said, Claire, they are never going to know that you gave them a pseudonym unless they have a nefarious motive and they come looking for you. And if you give them a pseudonym, they're just going to hit a dead end. It's not a lie. It's not a fraud. It's not a fake name. It's a pin name. It's a name that you use for this specific purpose. So I took Marie's advice. I went to a shipping store like mailboxes, etc., or Staples, and I got a post office box. I like that because it doesn't say post office box as part of the address. It says unit number. Mine costs me $10 a month. I thought that the post office box at the actual post office would be a bit cheaper, but here in Florida, at least where I looked into it, it was also about $10 a month. You can also ask a church if you can use their address. My church said yes, so I understand a lot of them are open to these types of prison ministries as you are writing back and forth with inmates. Just leave a note with the receptionist that has your pen name on it and a phone number so that she can, she or he can contact you whenever mail comes in for you or you can go and check it once a week. And since you're saving $10 a month, maybe you want to bring them a box of bagels or something sometimes. I told you I do like to send photos. I like to send one photo of myself because it's nice to put a face with the name. With 29 pen pals, it is super beneficial for me to be able to envision you and remember who said what and what story I just heard from this pen pal. And I think it helps us to get to know each other a little bit better, a little bit faster. I use a photograph that has not been posted on social media, so you can't do a reverse image search of it. And just one other quick tip. I have a friend who uses online dating, and a lot of people don't put their last name on the dating apps. So 
she would go and look. This is not Marie. She's happily married, by the way. She would go and look for the social media because she knows the person's first name and she knows the town that they're living in. That way she could just see, hey, how truthful is this person being on their dating profile, get a little more information. So on all of my social media, I don't list my hometown. I have a different town, someplace I used to live or someplace close by. That way, it doesn't match the address of my post office box, which is local. I ran into a little problem at my shipping store, and I understand that this does happen to some people. Only the person renting the box can receive mail. But of course, my last name didn't match the rental agreement. Oh, that's my maiden name, I blurted out. And look, I don't even know why. Um, I guess I was um, taken aback when the guy stopped me. He was like, oh, you know, you, you can only receive mail in this box for, for the person who is renting the box. And before I could even think to explain myself, I just said, that's my maiden name. I didn't stop and have a frank discussion with the clerk. He has seen my letters. Every envelope is stamped with something like Federal Correctional Institute or Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation, indigent inmate mail, prison mail, censored. It's no secret. Every single letter I'm getting in this box is coming from a prison. Maybe there's a reason that the name doesn't match. Uh, and another friend of mine went to a shipping store and told him she wanted to use a different name. She's actually been published under her pen name and wanted to use her pen name to write to pen pals, and they said that it had to match up, I would ask to talk to a manager. And if you have more problems, get a post office box or go to a church. The safest way I think that you can communicate if this is a concern of yours is to use JPay, that's the letter J, P-A-Y, or CoreLinks, C-O-R-R-L-I-N-K-S. There are different facilities that will use these different services. They are email services. For a little more than the price of a stamp, you can send an email and you can attach photos so you don't have to pay to print those out. It might actually be cost beneficial for you to use the email service. Inmates do not have access to the internet, but they can check their JPay account and they can respond. They never have to know what state you live in. Those are the measures that I take. I'm a little bit of a risk taker. I don't climb mountains or ride motorcycles or anything, but I'm the kind of person who goes jogging before sunrise and I write to inmates. So you may wanna leave a comment for extra tips that you have for staying safe. Those are all the measures that I take. Since I decided to start this podcast, I've been asking my pen pals if I can read excerpts from their letters and my friend Amanda, who should be released in about 70 days. Uh, little sidebar, she will be my very first pen pal to be released. I asked her if I could read an excerpt from her letter, and she wrote back and said this. I think a lot of inmates, for a lot of inmates, mail is the highlight of the day. It's definitely something I look forward to. Sadly, there are some that never receive a letter from anyone. I would love to be involved in getting letters to inmates, especially now with the pandemic. We are in the unit 23 hours a day. We don't get outside much and we get rec one hour a week. 
I'm cool with you using me and my letters. In fact, I would be honored. And you would not believe the talent that is in here. The stuff with yarn and all the drawings. There's a girl from the show American Idol in my unit. I do plan on keeping in touch. In fact, I'm hoping that we will even after my release. Talk soon, Amanda. So thank you so much for subscribing, for spreading the word. I want to say subscribe, leave a review, and find your own friend in prison.